Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. Like every other aspect of our lives, uh, technology has become a very relevant part of law enforcement. We see many ways in which it's, it's being used to help solve crimes and protect police and other safety officials, but um, maybe we also see some ways in which it's being used to uh, monitor or perhaps uh, even infringe a little bit on our behavior. Hi, everybody. We've got a, a great discussion today along those lines as my guest, uh, Attorney James Dore, Dore, and I are going to talk about some of the ways that the police are using technology to make their jobs a bit easier. Uh, James, of course, a highly regarded criminal defense attorney who joins me each month to discuss different matters here on Liberty and the Law. And uh, this one, I think, is going to be pretty interesting. James, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Jim. Uh, great to talk to you again. Now, I, I've, I'm going to go back and correct myself already just from that opening statement. I, I said technology is helping police do their jobs, but when it when it comes to things like uh, red light cameras, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today, where they snap photos of people not adhering to the laws, is it is it really helping police or is it helping the local municipality? Well, I think it helps uh, the budgets of the local municipalities. Is, is the the end goal of it is raising revenue. Uh, so I think that's what it's what it's uh, geared towards. So even though it has public safety as a component. Yeah, when you mention public safety, if I if I were to talk to someone from a municipality, what might they tell me the real purpose of those cameras are? I mean, how do they position it? Well, they they have to get you know some approval for these these cameras, and they they would point out the fact that they put them on uh, busy intersections, and they would say that there's a history of accidents there. Um, there's a need to slow drivers down, encourage them to stop, and a manned police officer, a manned uh, a police officer at the intersection. Isn't isn't necessarily achieving their goal, so they need the presence of that red light camera. That would be the argument they would make. And and it's funny with those red light cameras in particular. Uh, you know, I've I've seen them in various locations, and I think I think drivers get confused because at uh, at a normal intersection where those are posted, I think sometimes people think that means they can't turn right on red, which which isn't necessarily it. I mean, it's it's they're trying to c- control different types of behavior, isn't it? Well, right, and that's where the the majority of the, the violations occur are on the the the, the turners, the, the right turners mm-hmm. on these intersections, not necessarily somebody blowing through a stop sign or a stoplight. I mean, I think we could all agree that's dangerous behavior, but that's not mm-hmm. what these red light violations are catching prom, you know, predominantly. They're getting the right turners, or um, let's say the yellow light is too short. Sometimes that happens, or you know, people would. would uh, try to make that yellow light. Okay, I can see that that's a um, a violation there. But uh, you know, predominantly the the right turners are the ones getting nailed on these things, and they just come up and it's it's an otherwise safe turn, but not a complete stop. So and that's it. They're not coming to a complete stop, which is what the camera is catching then. Right, complete stop before the line too. So it's it's yeah. one of those things. You could stop <laughs> after the fact. You could have a, a rolling stop. Where you never come to a complete stop, the turn is safe, you know, but because um, the driver could be paying attention, there's no, there's no um, you know, threat of an accident. But that's mm-hmm. in and of itself that not stopping completely, you can end up with a friendly notice in the mail, you know, to pay a fine. So, 
Well, explain how that works. Now, we, you know, again, we've seen the cameras, we've seen the signs, heard about it, but but how does this work from a from a uh, perspective of the uh, local municipality trying to control it? I mean, what's the technology involved, and how does it implement itself in in your mailbox at some point? Well, the the technology involves the the capturing by video unit at the at the uh, intersection, or let's say it's a speed violation. It could be the, you know just somewhere on the roadway. But there's mm-hmm. a there's a violation that's that, that occurs within the shot of a camera. There'll be a video of this taken as well as some still shots. So you can expect to receive a notice in the mail. Let's say it's Chicago, you get a notice in the mail from the City of Chicago Department of Finance, um, and it'll show you. Um, it'll describe a violation. It'll, it'll occur, um, have a date, um, a location, and a couple still shots of say the license plate of the vehicle. But you can go and do additional search and go online to the City of Chicago website and actually view the video of the occurrence. So some people will look at the shots themselves, just the still shots and the notice, and think, ah, that shows me stopping before the the line. But you've got to look at the whole thing, look at the video, because then you'll see, in the majority of time, you'll, you'll see that the violation did occur and it's captured on that video. Now, w- without getting too far into this partic- particular topic, because I know it could be a whole other discussion, but ha- has the use of these cameras, it's, I mean, it's been challenged in the courts uh, just as a, as a general uh, behavior. There have been groups that have said that, you know, that these are illegal or at least uh, uh, in some way other violate their, their rights. Is there any progress in that regard? Well, there's been uh, settlements uh, related mm-hmm. to the notice provisions, um, in fact, if you look online, today is the last day you can actually sign up for one of the settlements that's available out there. So, <coughs> without getting into the um, details of that um, settlement itself, just be aware there has been problems with how these um, uh, different schemes have been, um, I guess, carried out, as mm-hmm. well as how some of the contracts have been awarded to run these these systems. So. Um, yeah. It hasn't been a perfect uh, launch on, on these, uh, uh, just in our local area of, of what we see, and um, I think rightfully so. Some uh, citizens are getting angry about these. They're they're being um, fined for behavior, and you know that's otherwise not dangerous, but mm-hmm. because it isn't perfect driving, and there's a video there, you know, like I said, it's being used to enhance budgets, and I think people are getting starting to get a little upset about this. Yeah. Now, if someone does receive a violation in the mail, what what options, if any, do they have at that point? What should they do when when the uh, violation arrives? All right. First off, deal with it on a timely basis, and that's that's the key to these. Because a lot of times people will just just blow it off or not initially deal with it or forget about it, and then that's when it really it can come back and haunt you. So deal with it on a timely basis. Open the envelope. Take a look at the what the violation is that's alleged. And then do the research yourself. You know, simple things. Was I at this location on that date and time? Check the video out. Does it actually show the violation that they're saying occurred? Now, if it shows that the violation is there, you know, the advice is pretty simple. I mean, I pay these myself. So pay the fine, pay it on time. Um, They're not considered moving violations. Uh, They're fine-only events and shouldn't necessarily impact your driving privileges. But... And the caveat on that is if you ignore it, it can affect your driving privileges. 
Okay. And I, I, want, I want to talk about the impact, uh, specifically what can happen, but I, I heard you say something there, and usually on our conversations we're, we're directing people to call you for, uh, you know, uh, assistance in various matters. But if I heard you, you know, even the best defense attorney, there's really not much you can do to help people with these. If you have them, just pay them and move on. It depends on the, on the circumstances. I could look, and if if I don't see a violation, or I, I you know, sometimes there's a, a defense that we could present. So we're going to want to screen for that and see if there is a, is a possible defense to this. Okay, um, if there is, you know, there's not just red light. There's red light. There's speeding violations. There's, um, you know, let's talk about maybe uh, tollway violations or even parking tickets. We you know dealt with online like this. Um, you're going to look for a defense. And then you're going to think about the the best way to present that defense. Um, some can be petitioned by mail. If you look in the um, the website information for the city of Chicago, it will tell you how to um, submit a hearing request. So you can do an in-person um, uh, hearing and challenge the ticket itself. Or you can um, challenge um, by mail, and they have a way to contest the ticket um, using their online system as well. So there's... Definitely ways to challenge these these tickets. Um, is it worth the cost to get an attorney involved? Not always, okay? In fact, yeah. quite often not the case. But it's some simple things. And hey, people can feel free to call me for advice. It doesn't mean I, I won't help people out and talk to people over the phone and give some simple advice on these cases, okay? But the thing is just remain diligent. You have to You have to take care of these tickets. Otherwise, they can sneak up on you later on in the future. An unpaid fine to the city of Chicago um, can often result uh, in suspension of driving privileges, to, you know, depending on what kind they are and how many of them there are. Um, eventually, they catch up to you. And that's, that's where I want to get to next. We're talking to criminal defense attorney James Dore of Lavelle Law, and uh, we're looking at uh, the use of technology in, in law enforcement. Um, and, and we've got a lot of past discussions that you can find and listen to at LavelleLaw.com, past podcasts, videos, and articles by James. Uh, highly, highly recommend visiting uh, LavelleLaw.com and taking a look at Jim's uh, profile and some of the information he's put out there. Now, you, you've mentioned a couple of times here in our conversation um, that this, this can, in fact, become a problem. And, and if, if these go unattended, you mentioned what the outcome might be is what uh, suspended driving license, driver's license? That's ultimately, you know, the city of Chicago has power, and the way they get their fines collected is they come after your driver's license. Once somebody realizes their license is suspended, um, they're a lot more likely to, to pay a, an unsatisfied judgment to the city than otherwise. So um, the same with, un, you know, say an unpaid traffic ticket in the circuit court can result in a failure to pay suspension, and we've talked about those in the past. Similar kind of thing. It's an unpaid, unresolved um, uh, ticket, and that can result in a suspended license. So um, it's always best to take care of these things. Yeah. And, and so you also mentioned uh, speeding. Uh, so there are, there are electronic means of, of uh, getting you when you're speeding as well. Is it the same type of system, though, that, what, a radar and a, and a camera at certain locations? Exactly. It's not much different than that. The, the technology is there. They just factor out the, you know, the police officer physically being there. Um, but they have a camera location or a camera on the location um, and a, a, a means of capturing uh, the speed. So normally it would be a radar-type device. And uh, the notice is sent out. Um, so I don't think it's, it's, 
you know, the, the, the police officer self is factored out of this equation. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes, like, say, you have a reason to be speeding or for some reason you didn't do a complete stop, and an officer can stop and talk to somebody and determine for himself, is this a valid reason, and decide not to issue the ticket. You know, some, some officers uh-huh. would be quite nice about it. I understand, you know, um, screaming kids in the car, uh, you're late for a doctor's appointment, whatever. You know, a, a, an officer can look at that and say, ah, you have a good reason, I'm going to go ahead and, and tell somebody to have a nice day instead of writing out a ticket. Where the cameras, they don't discriminate. It's every, everybody gets that ticket. Um, there's no common sense there either. So um, an officer who could other, otherwise be watchful for public safety and determine that this person wasn't necessarily a threat and doesn't need a ticket, well, that, that's, that's not done. You don't have that in-person uh, police officer you know, present for that. And and going back to the uh, possible suspension of license or, or other ramifications, uh, whether it's uh, red light camera speeding, toll violations, they all kind of add up in, into the same pool. And at some point, if you've got a body of work, so to speak, uh, they're going to catch up with you, um, and, and that license becomes uh, is in jeopardy then. Absolutely. And that's one of those things. And that's really, you know, I would become involved uh, at that stage. Would be, I think it's critical to have an attorney involved to start straightening out exactly why a license is suspended. And it goes back to getting the, the driving abstract, looking to see why the license is suspended, what we can do to, to re, you know, rectify that situation. Um, and be- before I let you go, what you mentioned something, and, and maybe we could just focus quickly in, in terms of the, the process itself. Um, if, if people are not happy with this, if they do find this is uh, kind of offensive to them, who should they be sort of reaching out to? The local municipality? The, uh, who do they say, hey, look, contact right. your elected official, your local elected official, and start, you know, there's many people who have hands in this um, politician wise. So just start sending out the emails, the letters, the calls. Uh, you know, people in the city should be start getting upset by this. You know, that there's there's uh, revenue streams that they keep uh, thinking up to go after the citizens, and it's just another tax. And at some point, people have to say, enough. Contact their aldermen, contact their other elected officials, and say, you know, we're tired of this. It's, we're not the, the piggy bank here. Yeah, well, certainly an interesting uh, viewpoint, and always uh, happy to have these conversations. A great look at. Uh, how uh, some of these behaviors impact you on the roads and uh, in your home. So thanks very much to Attorney James Dwarf for being with me today. Always look forward to our conversations and always pleased to have you join us. Again, uh, take some time to visit lavelle.com or give James a call at 847-705-7555. And as you heard, he'd be happy to have a conversation with you, and we look forward to talking with you again as well.